Hey everyone, this is Jiggly. So we did a great interview with Drew Connor that we were going to splice into the actual episode, but we had so much fun with it and it was a bit long, so we decided that we were going to release it as its own full special episode. So here it is. We're going to be talking about how it's supposed to be in between some rants, but you know what? This is the episode, so have fun. Oh, well, right if, you on, do, if you want to do a video call, I have to put on a shirt. So sure. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Just wait till we get to the point halfway through, Drew, where RJ complains about how hot it is in his room. Look, RJ's room is known to be ferociously hot. Yeah. Um, that's why I don't go there anymore. Completely <laughs> understandable. Cutting in between what is probably going to be a rant about the Red Stars, uh, we've got an, a guest today. We've got our first ever actual guest. I said our first guest was going to be the Brimstone Cup, but it's Drew Connor, the newest signing of Chicago House, former Fire player and former Indy 11 player and former, oh man, what was the Czech team's S name? S I just forgot. Znoimo. Yeah, I was there for, for six months. Respect so, the Czech League. Uh, how how are you doing today, dude? I'm I'm fantastic. The phone's been ringing, you know. People want the inside scoop. What is Chicago House? So I've I've just been I've been giving it to everybody. Who are um, Chicago House? Why are Chicago House? This podcast was uh, very big on the team being named the Chicago Raccoons. Honestly, yeah, Drew. Did I, you guys? I, I, wait, wait. Was that was that up? Was that up for? Was that on like the the voting ballot? Yeah, that was on the ballot. It was in it was in the first bracket. It made it out of the play-in round, and we were so excited about it. And it lost in the first round after getting out of the play-in. It's, it's if, because... if it if it was Chicago Raccoons, would you would you guys have been more invested? I mean, I I'm still invested absolutely. in Chicago House. But okay, yeah. honestly, are you guys invested as fans of this club or what? I'm invested uh, in it in the same way that I'm invested that I was invested in like Indy Eleven when they first started uh, Ford Madison. You know, it's another Peter Wilt project. It's always fun. So yeah, with me, um, you know, I'm on fire till I die. But what's good for, you know, Chicago soccer as a whole is good for the city and, you know, for the sport in general. So um, I'll, I'll be going to house games. You know, I'll support them. But let's go. That's, that's my stance on it. Well, it's funny, go, Drew, because I was never really too big into the house thing because as we were recording this in the tournament, when I just kept making jokes about how funny hashtag up the house was. Because I didn't really can understand the musical connection, but peeling back the curtains, I did an interview with Drew, which will be an article that should come out sometime during this week, which led to all this happening. But getting to hear your explanations and your your enthusiasm about the team name and the culture that could be, uh, t tell them. I don't know if you want to because it's all being recorded, but if you want to share the man of the match idea you gave to me, if you want to keep them more private, that's fine. But yeah, getting oh, to hear dude, about yeah, that from no, you is really hyped me up. They're they're you know they're they're super open to any any type of marketing ideas, which um which I'm super pumped about, but I had an idea to do either like instead of man of the match, we do like man of the house and we bring out like a really beat up old leather, like recliner, lazy boy type chair. And, you know, the man of the house, the man of the match gets to sit in it and just, you know, enjoy a nice Chicago brew of their choice in front of the fans and really just kick back and relax. I also want to do like fan of the house, you know, Maybe maybe line up a couple recliners like right on the field, like right on the sidelines, and you know maybe you guys can be the first ones, the first ones in those seats. Maybe I, I remember. I remember a Directv promotion at like NFL games that they had a they had a sofa. <gasps> at no, games. that was that was uh, yep. Red Zone, I believe. No, no, that it was, was Red Zone. Sorry. They had sofas at games. Oh, 
I love that, dude. I love that. Anything to make it a little bit weird and different for the fan experience, I think, is going to be cool. My buddy just purchased uh, a a mascot uh, a mascot outfit. Uh, it's basically just like a big cartoon house that you put your body in, and he wants to walk around the stadium and call himself Housey. Genius! I love it. Uh, what's, what's the Red Stars mascot name? The Red Stars mascot is Supernova, and I do have a plushie of Supernova. Of course, you do. Uh, you know, you know, I. I do want to see, like, I've, I've dis- discussed this before on this podcast and not other venues, but I do want to see a Royal Rumble with all the mascots, especially now. Yes, <laughs> they Chicago do. They used mascot. to do that at halftime shows. They used to do that where they'd invite all of these mascots and they'd play like, you know, a soccer game or basketball or something in halftime, but they don't televise it. Yeah, but I, I want to see a Royal Rumble. I want to see some WWE with, you know, with, with Halsey, <laughs> with Supernova, with, with um, Sparky, with Sparky. What other Tommy Hawk. mascots even are there? Housey would win, dude. You fancy Housey's chances? <laughs> yeah. Housey's, Housey would, if they're, if, if you got that, uh, if it's an inflatable mascot costume, then Housey's got an advantage. Air pocket I'll, around him. I'll send you guys a photo of it. It's so ridiculous. Well, no. uh, let's, mm-hmm. let's uh, go into, at least before we start, before we talk even more about the house, uh, we do want to talk to Drew about like just general stuff. So, there's two questions that we have. One of them is actually very serious. Uh, I it just came into my head, but then the other one is much more fun. So the fir- the fun one is, what was it like play- being the first American playing in the Czech Republic? Um, I don't know if the, is that is that a real thing. I is thought that... I thought you were. I remember I remember it there might, was some. I think it's. It, that I remember might when be, it that happened. Might be true, dude. It was weird, man. Like nobody nobody really speaks English. Obviously, I'm not fluent in Czech. Um. So it was kind of tough. And I think the, the Czech Republic isn't as developed in terms of like respecting American soccer. Like they don't really know anything about it and they think it's, it's all trash. Um, so there's a little, bit of, uh, of a, a little bit of a bias against me coming in. Um, you know, obviously I proved myself and won a starting spot. But yeah, dude, it was difficult. The language barrier was tough. Um, I still miss some of the, those guys despite never having a real conversation with any of them. Um, but it was, uh, it was a cool experience, man. And I mean, those guys, those guys fight to win, dude. Like some of the games that we played in were just absolute battles. Um, oh, it was a first, relegation battle. Yeah. Yeah. My first game was a rele- relegation battle and I had no idea. So I was like, why is this so intense? And then I found out after the game that we avoided relegation. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> good to know. Thanks for letting me know guys. Uh, how's how's your check gotten since coming back? Um, exponentially worse. I got on that <laughs> Duolingo app uh, to try and to try and learn a bit here and there. I mean, I've had a I've had a, a ton of Serbian coaches. I've been blessed with uh, having a ton of Serbian coaches throughout my youth career, and obviously with Pano uh, at the fire. So you know, there's there's some Eastern European words that I've picked up on, most of which are you know uh, bad words. And so oh, I knew all understandable. The, I knew all the bad words and I knew how to say hi. So I'm looking at the website and is that mascot a pickle? Uh, <laughs> Turned himself I'm, to a pickle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you looking at Zoimo's mascot? I, I, I think it's mascot. It looks like a pit here. Oh, man, um, I don't I don't know. If we had, I don't chat. even know if we I don't even know if we had a mascot, dude. But uh, uh, if it's a pickle, that would be cool. Turned himself to a pickle. Funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, oh, I'll put it on the chat, but it's 
That looks like a pickle. That is that's, a, uh, that's it's a atrocious. <laughs> is no, it a I'm cucumber? I'm more cucumber. Yeah. And remember that that's one. A, that's a mascot for for the uh, for 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 those listening and not seeing anything. Uh, you remember that one character from SpongeBob that had like the weird crown attached to him? Uh, oh, it's res- that guy. oh, respect. Oh man. <laughs> oh, it's the jelly. It, I gotta look this up. Kevin, I think it's Kevin. Kevin. Ben. Kevin. Kevin. There it is. Yeah, it's Kevin for yeah, SpongeBob. Yeah, he, he was Kevin C. Kevin, Cucumber. Kevin was the. Yeah, and he was, and he was, he was a sea cucumber, and he was the best jellyfish, jellyfish catcher in in uh in the sea. Yeah, of course. It looks like that guy. That's what the ma- that's what uh that's what the mascot looks like. Yeah, but, uh, dude. I- funny, quick, quick story about that. Uh, like halfway through our season, or halfway during my time there, like some of the guys, like we weren't getting paid, and we found out from the owner and through some translation from my teammates that. I guess somebody in Colombia bet $60,000 on a Znoimo preseason game in which Znoimo played all of their academy kids and like through the game. And so the team was under um, like a pretty serious uh, investigation, like with the, with the Czech Federation during my time there. So pretty wild. Oh, that dude. sounds amazing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, what's going on? Why is everyone yelling at each other? Why aren't we getting paid? And like, one of the guys was like, a guy in Colombia bet a ton of money on our team to lose in a preseason game, and we played all of our academy kids. So now they want to kick us out of the league. And I'm like, oh, wow. And then the rest, dude, I'm not kidding. I've never seen worse officiating. Like every ref was out to fuck us. Like every <laughs> game we played, it was like ball clearly goes off the shin of another player, and they're like. Yep, other team's ball. And I'm like, dude, how much are they? They were definitely paying some referees over there, dude. For sure. For sure they were. Wow. Uh, I like how we brought on Drew as the, the, the first time. Uh, now we're just learning about Czech football. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's uh, relevant because my, my, Czech, my Czech jersey came in yesterday because I'll be supporting them at the Euro. So come on, the boys. I love that, dude. I love that. Uh, my next question, as I said, the, the a, bit, a bit more serious about... Uh, because you uh, played all the way through college, but you were you are a, you were a homegrown player, so you could have just signed right out of high school. We're seeing that more now. Uh, so, as somebody who did play through college and then ended up being a homegrown player, do you think? I guess at this point within American soccer, do you think college is worth it for players who are good enough to make the next step? Anyway, I don't know, man. I think it's different for every individual. You know, it's like. I look back on some guys where I'm like, ah, you know, maybe that guy would have been better off going to college for a couple of years and then coming out when he was a little bit more mature and being ready uh, for, for the major league soccer level of play. Um, for me, I mean, the looking back, the fire's intention were, was, was to sign me after my freshman year. Cause Yallop and bliss really liked me. Um, and then with the coaching change, later on it kind of messed everything up and uh we we really had we really had to scrap and fight to get that homegrown contract done because they they uh you know with the new staff and everyone coming in i mean they didn't know who i was you know they didn't they didn't know uh it was you and calistri right the same time yeah yeah it was it was joey and i and and you know we were we were with the fires pdl um leading up to the our our senior season so we were with them that previous summer and Joey and I weren't really getting any looks with the first team. Um, and previously, when I'd been a part of PDL, you know, guys like Harry Ship or Chris Ritter, you know, some of our better, more, more experienced, like, homegrown players were 
getting looks with the first team and that wasn't really the case so that summer i went out and trained with like seattle two uh toronto two i went over to sweden and stayed with my buddy eric Pottist and trained with the second tier team over there um and then i ended up finishing off this summer having some first team trainings and you know doing a doing a good job of impressing and making a little bit of an impression and then you know i was i was fortunate to uh to get signed um that that 2016 year man but but so, in in terms of, in terms of like the college soccer thing like it's it's so tough because there's so many teams right and the talent is so diluted like in college soccer you've got like your top 5 to 10 teams and then there's you know some hidden gems on some of these other D1 or D2 D3 teams that or NAIA that you know probably probably deserve a look but it's it's getting it's getting harder and harder for guys um to come out of college and get drafted in the MLS. It used to be like, if you were a first or second round pick, you know, you had a pretty good shot of getting signed and that just doesn't seem like the case anymore. Um, but I do like college soccer, man. I think Wisconsin provided me with a, with a really good opportunity. And, um, you know, I grew a lot from that experience. Did you watch the, uh, did you watch the championship last night? Yeah, I caught the second half, man. Um, I thought it was a great game. I was, I was really impressed with, with the game overall. I mean, Obviously, I, I, being a Wisconsin guy, I'm not a, I'm not a huge IU fan. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of I have a lot of friends that played there and stuff. I, I, I you know I I like I, I like IU. They got a great program. Um, but man, Marshall just out of nowhere, dude! What a season! So they they got they got a lot of uh, mercenaries from uh, overseas too in that team. Yeah, who knows if they were following the rules on all that stuff? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Any, I, know. I don't know about it. I, ha- I didn't even think about NCAA rules. Yeah. <laughs> Marshall, sorry, uh, the guy who was the player of the tournament for Marshall that scored the winning goal was has technically already been drafted by Sporting Kansas City. Oh wow! Okay. Well, because of COVID, they got like extra year of eligibility. That sort of thing. Something was up because of COVID, where yeah, allowed or something. But it's still interesting because because the Red Stars had a had had someone playing in the women's championship uh, who scored a penalty. So, like, it's COVID thing, extra year of eligibility. You can draft somebody early, apparently, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I had another question that, just came, that I just thought about because, like, I realized that, we didn't, that I didn't really have anything written down about, uh, about actual fire stuff. So before we go all the way into working with a former legend of the club, uh, what was it like playing, uh, like, finding out that you were going to play with uh, Schweinsteiger? This is, a very, this is a very generic question that I'm probably, that I'm sure you've gotten asked a bunch of times but just gonna ask you again yeah no i I remember the day really clearly i mean uh, i was with joey cleastry and johnny campbell and uh daniel johnson and we were living in a house in lincoln park that we were running and um man we got in the car and one of the guys checked twitter and it was that video of schweinsteiger uh landing at o'hare airport and i mean you would have thought it was like I mean, it was just so insane. Do you guys remember seeing that video of him at the airport? It was I was like, there. Dude, yeah, dude, people sure. were like chasing the cars, and it was it was so insane. And so we get in the car, and we're like, "Oh my god, we just we just signed Schweinsteiger." What? Wait, you guys didn't um, know until then, dude? I'm telling you, like we we did not know until the deal was done, and he got and he like arrived in Chicago. I like I remember mm-hmm. I remember actually like uh, it was at a like a preseason event thing or something and talking to talking to Johnny about uh, about like yeah I'm hearing a bunch of stuff about Schweinsteiger coming to the fire 
And he was just like, yeah, sure. And then you hear, actually you hear rumors. You hear rumors all the time. You know, you, you hear those those crazy rumors with some of these big European players and they're, you know, linked linked to, to an MLS club or some rumor. And, you know, it's like all that stuff just goes right over, over our head because we're like, who knows? You know, that could be just somebody on the Internet trolling or whatever. But then, yeah, when we got in the car and we we figured out we signed Schweinsteiger, we were like, oh, my God. Have I, um, have I told you guys the story about um, Ponovich and uh, Schweinsteiger's dinner meeting back in Manchester? <laughs> what, I, I think I was know it the thing on. about uh, like. Wasn't wasn't it something like they used Mike they used Michael Jordan to bring Schweinsteiger here? No, 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 no. So um, uh, during the 2018 draft or 2019 draft, uh, Aponovich was holding a um, little panel, and uh, he was you know recollecting the story of uh, Schweinsteiger. So they were in a restaurant out in Manchester, and you know eating or whatever, and they just. Like they started discussing tactics using salt and pepper shakers, and I think that was part of the reason why um, Schweinsteiger came over here. Yeah, I remember hearing about that from like European media, because you know everything in Europe gets caught out. Like when they 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 caught Panovich in Europe having dinner with Schweinsteiger, people were like, "Oh, hey, he might be actually leaving United because you know that that was the angle they cared more about," and lo and behold. Yeah. I just later. thought of a great of a great extra question about fire stuff that will lead into stuff about the Chicago house. Oh, but, no, uh, you, before you ask that, I, I do okay. want to ask. Um, I was playing in Munich like during his testimonial. Was it? Uh... I mean, yeah, dude, that was the, I mean, that's probably the coolest thing I'll ever do in my life. Right. Um, like playing at the Allianz in front of 80,000 people or whatever it was. I would I. um I just revisited like a YouTube video a couple months ago of the, of that whole experience. And, um, man, it's just one of those things you don't really obviously realize how, how special it was in the moment, but the, the older I get and as the years go by, uh, it just, it just becomes more and more surreal, um, that we were out there playing with them. I remember being on the field like the last 15 or 20 minutes and Basti finally got that goal. I mean, I think, I don't know if you guys remember watching the game, but we we almost scored on Nikolic almost scored on him. I think we hit the post in like the first three minutes. But <laughs> in the in the second half, they were def they definitely could have pummeled us and and scored like seven or eight goals. Um, and they would like they would like bring the ball to eighteen and then draw it back. I think Basti told them not to not to you know not to not to embarrass us. But um, when <laughs> when he when he finally scored that goal, I was like right next to Ari and Robin, and Aaron Robin like looked at me and was like, "That's good. This is cool." And I was like, "Yeah, it is cool, Aaron Robin." Oh, that's mental. Another guy that scored it that game cool. was Sandra Wagner, by the way. Just for anyone that remembers Sandra Wagner. So technically, the fire is better than Barcelona since um, yeah. only lost four 0 while Barcelona lost was it eight two, I believe. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. so fire are better than Barca. That's that's confirmed. Confirmed. Of course. Uh, so the question that I had leading into uh, leading into house stuff uh, was is going to start first with fire stuff, which. So what was it? So basically you played around the same or at least your natural position uh, around like holding midfield area is about the same position that Schweinsteiger was playing in. So what was that like, you know, learning from him, I guess, or like how much did you learn from him to take into your own game and also like as you get on with get on later with the question, what was it like playing in a different position? 
Yeah, I mean, look, when he first got signed, I was like, oh, my God, I'm never I'm never going to touch the field for the fire again. Like, what, what am I going to do? You got Bo- you got Bosti, you got Dax, you know, it's like, what? How am I going to get on the field? And then, you know, obviously, when he when he dropped into that center back role, um, it opened up some spots in the midfield. So in 2017 and 2018, obviously got a lot of time to to play in the midfield and play right back. But I mean, man, just the way the guy obviously, you know, his technique and everything like that is world class. But just the way the guy reads the game. Um, and sees things uh, was was pretty incredible. Um, you know, it was like he would open his hips in the center back position, face the right, and then just do a little Cruyff, and it would send everyone the wrong way, and then something would open up, and he would find that pass. So he was just really methodical with everything, and um, every pass it seemed like had a purpose. And um, yeah, man, just just I just feel really grateful. I got to I got to share the field with them for some games. So as the first signing of uh, Chicago House, it. Uh, there's a lot of people that are kind of looking at this uh, at the situation. Might end up being the captain of this team. So, uh, like, what are you ta- what are you taking from what you learned from Basti, who like was you know captain of the German national team, right? I'm am I yeah, am I saying this right? Okay, yeah, World Cup winning captain. Uh, so, what are you taking from that going into just like even if you're not the official captain, just a leader now a leadership role on a team? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when you look at Bossy's impact, um, just like on the players that we had on the team, it was like the advice he would give, right? So uh, certain things like tactics and spatial awareness and when to pinch in and when to get wide and, you know, little movements and little intricacies that you learn as you get older. I mean, CJ's obviously a fantastic coach and is going to do an awesome job of, of teaching guys, um, you know, the style of play that we want to play. and. Um, but I think, man, just like for me, I'm really excited to work with some of these younger guys that we're going to sign. I'm really, really excited about the guys that we do have signed and some of the other players that CJ and Peter are looking at. Um, so man, I just think being an older player and providing guys with, you know, any little pieces of advice that I can give on, on a, on a daily basis would be my answer to that. So I guess, uh, the final, the final couple questions are, you know, what, what are your thoughts on working with a fire legend like CJ Brown and Peter Will, for that matter, you know, you you grew up loving the team. You ended up playing for the team. And now you're getting to work with CJ and Peter Wilt over that. Yeah, it, it, it just feels it just feels right, man. It just feels like everything's kind of coming full circle for me. And, um, you know, I'm really I'm really, really grateful for the opportunity. And yeah, when I, I mean, when I heard Peter Wilt was starting a team in Chicago and CJ was coaching and they're playing at Toyota Park or SeatGeek Stadium now, I mean, I was just like, yeah this, this makes perfect sense, dude. Like I can, I can either, you know, go play a couple more years in the USL or I can be a part of something new and something exciting and, and, and help make, you know, Chicago soccer history and be a part of something bigger than myself, man. Is, is there anything else you want to say? Cause I think that's, that's the end of our questions unless everybody else has anything. I mean, I guess, I guess the last thing I would say is that if you guys aren't at every house game, I'm just, I'm going to block you <laughs> on every, on every social media. I, well, I, well, firstly, there's first, an issue. I've gotta, we've got to organize the dad meetup between mine and yours. That that's the main goal, of course, as you <laughs> talked to me about earlier. Tom, you can't miss Tom Connor. He looks like, Tom Connor. he looks like miss, he looks like Mr. Clean put on about 50 pounds. Oh, he's bald. Um, Perfect. Okay, good. I can make my ball. Yeah, big, in. big, bald, big, bald soccer dad. Um, you know. He, you know, we grew up, I grew up going to fire games with him and, 
Um, that's another thing I'm excited about, man, is just being able to play in front of my friends and family again. Um, something I miss and I, I just think it's going to be, uh, I just think it's going to be a really good thing for, for Chicago soccer. I will try my best to make it out to, uh, some house games. Uh, there's going to be some won't do anything really else bad. anywhere. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's gonna be like a uh an issue this weekend with like the fire and the red stars playing at like almost the same exact time okay i got i got things i need to do with that during games i do i do have one last question for drew um what was it like putting on the fire shirt for the first time incredible man incredible i was you know i i was when i got loaned out to st louis um towards the end of that loan i was in really really good form and I came back and um, was tearing it up in practice. And I felt a little bit, um, a little bit slighted that I didn't get a look or, or an appearance that rookie year. I think me and Pat Duty were the only guys that didn't play. But then worked my ass off that, that, that uh, offseason and then, you know, impressed in preseason. And, yeah, man, I mean, putting on, put on, put on the jersey for the first time and all that was, was really special for me, man. Um, and it's something, you know always look back on and 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 smile about well uh well, yeah i mean we've got until we've got fall to look forward to the house have time to build i know there's already this that the second signing i've got it up on the website here but now my internet's not loading properly so it's you and it's typical sad boys fashion looking up i think things, it's we'll Costa. yeah <laughs> i think we got diego that, costa here is it not is it not marlon fellaini no, no. There's, there's, there is one player that's on our radar right now. Is it Cisse? That, that, <laughs> hey, that if no, we sign, Jiggle... I think, I think, I think, I think if we sign him, Jiggly, you won't miss a goddamn game. Oh, you know, I was yeah. told back when, uh, back when Chicago NASL was like trying to be a thing. I remember talking to Wilt, and he said that uh, his, his, uh, that his dream signing for the Chicago NASL team would have been Harry Ship. Uh, it was right oh, after Harry Ship was traded. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, miss I mean, Keegan Thompson, uh, by the way, is the, the second signing who was, who was joined Drew. Yeah, Keegan. Uh, what a, if it, uh, we've got Keegan, Keegan and we got Drew. A what, a, what a vibe team already based off just first names. You guys have no idea, dude. This is going to get wild. Wait, wait, Keegan uh, it's going to be Andrew? Am Squad again. <laughs> Yeah. It's yes, RJ. It's there's 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 hints and notes of yam. Uh, let's see. It smells like it's some sweet potatoes it in here. It smells like it smells like yam. Although Jiggly, I, unfortunately, Patrick Duty, I, I asked during the interview, he's too old already. He's like a grown ah. man. It's withering away into the retirement. <laughs> well, yeah, Pat's Pat's done. If I mean, Pat's long. If done. we can, if we can, if we can get Pat, that would be amazing. But no, I think I think. Uh, this season and next season, you guys are going to be blown away with some of the some of the guys we're going to sign. I'd not get the Yam Squad sign ready. <laughs> the the return yeah. of Brandon Vincent. Oh man, oh. <laughs> <laughs> be Vince! What a legend! Is, what a legendary career! This is going to be three you know, years. Three years, national team cap, MLS All Star, and out. Done. Mic drop. Chalk I down. mean, that's unbelievable. It's all you need. It's all you need. Uh, thank you I'm for coming. Thank you for being on here. Uh, we. Really appreciate you being our first guest. You were going to be our first guest anyway, and this just ha finally happened. So thank you for being on. Yeah, man, it was awesome. I can't wait. I'll come back again. Yes, sir. Uh, and I'll see you guys at some house games. We'll do. Have Absolutely. Back to the show. All right, sad boys. Back see to ya. the rest of the show.